Hello, everybody. I'm Mike Newman. I want to welcome you to the podcast, Coffee at the Cross, as we gather together for another episode in our podcast, A Bible Journey, as we read the chapter of Luke. We spend 20 minutes each podcast reading the word straight from his word, the Bible. And then after we're done, we take one thing, just one thing, that we try to apply to our day. We keep it simple. We're not trying to shove or pour seven gallons of water into a five-gallon bucket. We're armoring ourselves with one thing to better ourselves, better our day, so that we may change our own lives and the lives of those around us. If you'd like to read along with us, we are reading directly from the Passion Translation, which is a New uh, Testament-only version of the Bible. It's a fiery version. It's a passion-filled version. You can feel the love of God and see the love of God in every word written, uh, especially here in the book of Luke, which is a passionate uh, gospel, a gospel about God's love for God's loving people. So today we're going to read Luke chapter 3. Whether you're waking up in the morning and you're sitting down with that morning cup of coffee ready to start your day, in your car on your way to work, that lunch break at work, your ride home, in your home or in your car just wanting to fill the room, the space around you with his word. Let us gather together, grab that cup of coffee, and may God bless us for the journey that lies ahead. So here we go, Luke chapter 3. A powerful message came a powerful message from God came to John, Zechariah's son, when he was living out in the lonely wilderness. This prophetic commission came to John during the 15th year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, son of Caesar. Pontius Pilate was governor over Judea at the time. Antipas, the son of Herod, was governor over Galilee. Herod's brother Philip was over the region of Aturia and Trachonitis, and Lysanias was over Abilene. This happened during the, the days of the two high priests, Annas and Caiaphas. John went preaching and baptizing throughout the Jordan Valley. He persuaded people to turn away from their sins and to turn to God for the freedom of forgiveness. This was to fulfill what was written in the book by the prophet Isaiah. As Isaiah says, Listen, you will hear a thunderous voice in the lonely wilderness telling you to wake up and to get your heart ready for the coming of the Lord Jehovah. Every twisted thing in your lives must be made straight. Every dark way must be brought to the light. Wrongs righted, injustices removed. Every heart of pride will be humbled low before him. Every deception will be exposed and replaced by the truth so that everyone everywhere will be ready to see the life of God. John kept preaching to the many crowds who came out to be baptized. You were nothing but the offspring of poisonous snakes, full of deception. Have you not been warned to repent before the coming wrath of God? Then turn away from your sins, turn to God, and prove it by a changed life. Don't think for a moment that it is enough to simply be the favored descendants of Abraham, that's not enough to save you. 
I'm telling you, God could make more sons out of Abraham out of stones if he chose to. Even now, God's axe of judgment is poised to chop down your barren tree right down to its roots. And every tree that does not produce good fruit will be leveled and thrown into the fire. The crowd kept asking him, Then what are we supposed to do? John told them, Give food to the hungry, clothe to the poor, or clothe the poor, the poor and bless the needy. Even the despised tax collectors came to John to be baptized, and they asked him, What are we to do to prove our hearts have changed? Be honest, he replied. Don't demand more taxes than what you are required to collect. And us? asked some soldiers. What about us? John answered them, Be content with what you earn. Never extort money or terrify others by threats of violence, or be guilty of accusing the innocent. During those days, everyone who was gripped with the messianic expectations, believing the Messiah could come at any moment, and many began to wonder if John might be the Christ. But John made it clear by telling them, There is one coming who is mightier than I. He is supreme. In fact, I am not worthy of even being his slave. I can only baptize you in the river, in this river. But he will baptize you in the spirit of holiness and into his raging fire. He has in his hands a winnowing fork to clean up his threshing floor. He will separate the wheat from the chaff. The wheat he will gather into his barn, but he will burn the chaff in a fire that no one can ever put out. John used many similar warnings as he preached the good news and prepared the people. He even publicly rebuked Antipas, son of Herod, the governor of Galilee, for the many wicked things that he had done. He fearlessly reprimanded him for seducing and marrying his sister-in-law, Herodias adding to his many other sins, Herod had John seized and locked up in prison. One day Jesus came to be baptized along with the others. As he was consumed with the spirit of prayer, the heavenly realm ripped open above him and the Holy Spirit descended from heaven in the visible, tangible form of a dove and landed on him. Then God's audible voice was heard saying, My son, you are my beloved one. Through you, I am fulfilled. Jesus assumed to be John, Jesus's, or Joseph's son was about 30 years old when he began his ministry. Here are the names of Mary's ancestors from her father traced all the way back to Adam. Eli, Matat, Janai, Mattathias, Amos, Nahum, Esli, Nagai, Moth, Mattathias, Semine, Josek, Joda, Jonan, Resa, Zerubbabel, Sheltiel, Sheltiel, Neri, Melki, Adai, Kosim, Elmadam, Ur. Joshua, Eliezer, Jovrim, Mathat, Levi, Simeon, Judah, Joseph, 
Jotam, Eliakim, Malaya, Mena, Mattatha, Nathan, David, Jess, Obed, Boaz, Solomon, Nashon, Amenadab, Admin, Arni, Hezron, Perez, Judah, Jacob, Isaac, Abraham, Terod, Nahor, Serug, Rehu, Pelig, Eber, Shelah, Kenan, Arphaxed, Shem, Noah, Lamech, Methuselah, Enoch, Jared, Meha, Lilial, Canaan, Enos, Seth, and Adam, created by God. That is Luke chapter 3. Going back and covering what we talked about. I want to discuss a couple of things. John's message, when we go into verses 3 and 4, where he starts out, remember he says, John went preaching and baptizing throughout the Jordan Valley. He persuaded the people to turn away from their sins and to turn to God for the freedom of forgiveness. Then he goes on to talk about the words by the, that were spoken by the prophet Isaiah. John's message was a call to repentance. Some people think that the repentance is mostly about feelings, especially feeling sorry for your sin. It is wonderful to feel sorry about your sin. It's a good thing. But repentance, it isn't a feelings word. Repent is not a feelings word. It is an, it is an action word. John told his listeners to make a change of the mind, not merely to feel sorry for what they had done. Repentance speaks of a change of direction, not a sorrow in the heart. Repentance, it has two concepts. One is turning away from sin, and the other one is turning to God for freedom. They are linked together as one word, translated to repentance. It's the path to freedom. In verses 4 and 6, Luke connected John the Baptist to the, to the one prophesied by Isaiah in Isaiah uh, chapter 40, verses 3 and 5. The whole point of all of this, this, this prophetic message was, was John telling the people that things can be set right. You know, that's something for us. This is what I want us to take away from what we read today. Things in our lives can be set right. The Messiah is here to do things that are too big for man. He gave us the Holy Spirit because he knew in the flesh the things that we are supposed to do for the kingdom, the things he gave to us when he, he left and he sent it back into heaven and he charged us with the Great Commission. These were things that are too great for man. The things of filling valleys and leveling mountains and setting crooked roads straight and rough roads smooth. It requires the intercession of the Holy Spirit to do these things. It requires a love of God to let go and faith in God to set things straight, to make our way straight, to give us the courage. See, just like now, back then the Jews thought at the time that the problem was mainly them. And who was them? It was the Romans, the politically 
the, the, the political powers that were oppressing them. You know, in today's world, we look around and we are so quick to point at everybody else to say, this is my problem. This person is my problem. That person is my problem. And if they would change, I'll change. That is so wrong. God is saying that the problem is not them. Your response is your responsibility. When you get right down to it, the problem was really and with them. When we get down to it, the problem is really with us. It starts with us. We have to get right with God. We have to repent. We have to set things straight. You know, today I was preaching for, for my church. And right during worship, I just I had this vision. I was asking God, you know, to close out worship, what words shall I have? What words shall I say? And he didn't speak. He just gave me a vision. He showed me his son Jesus in the garden, holding, you know, holding the proverbial cup, metaphorically speaking. He was looking up to God and saying, Lord, if it is thy will, take this cup from me. And we have this perception that he was hold, he's holding up this cup, you know, spiritually speaking, and saying, Lord, take this full cup from me. It's too much to bear. But if it is thy will, I will bear it, right? But really the cup is empty. The cup is empty because the cup was to be filled by his blood. It was an empty cup, but it would be full by the, the fulfillment of the prophecies and the promises. His crucifixion, resurrection, and ascension back into heaven. The blood from the cross would fill this cup. And it's the same for us. In order for us to get right, we have to let go. We have to repent. We have to give this stuff back to God. We have to stop trying to control our past. We have to stop controlling the words that are written in the book of our life and let God fill the pages. Let the Holy Spirit fill the pages. But if we don't empty that cup of the things that we control, the Holy Spirit can't fill it. God is trying to to, to unleash, to fill our cup with the Holy Spirit, with His love, the Holy Ghost. Things that can be set right with His power, with His assistance. But we have to let go. We have to stop trying to control the narrative. And we have to stop pointing fingers at everybody around us as the cause to our problems. The cause to our problems is that we don't hold on to God enough. We don't rely upon God enough. We know him. We can accept him as saved Christians. We accept him as our Lord, Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We go to church on Sundays. We pray. We read the Bible. But if we don't depend on the Holy Spirit for resource, for fuel, for power and authority, we'll fall short. Our flesh is not strong enough to carry that, this journey on its own. We have to hold on to it. So that's what I want you to care. That's what, what I want us to focus on today until our next podcast. I want us to just, in moments where we feel like we need to grip on tighter and we need to control something because we're feeling scared, we're feeling nervous, we're feeling very uncomfortable and we want to feel comforted, we want to feel secure. Instead of us trying to control it, we need to stop and pray for the for Romans 8.26 where the Spirit intercedes for our weaknesses. It intercedes for us in our weaknesses. 
We need to pray for that in them moments. We need to just stop, take a deep breath, and ask for the Holy Spirit to come alongside us, to strengthen us and guide us for the road ahead. So let's do that. Let that be our focus. Let that be our mission. Amen? So join me in prayer as we close out today. Our podcast at Coffee at the Cross, Luke chapter 3, John preaching to the people. Let us be like John the Baptist and prepare the way for someone else by our actions. Let them see our actions as a guide for how to do it rightly, how to do it spiritually, and how to do it justly. And let them see that these are the weapons that work against the enemy. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for all that you're doing in our lives. We thank you for your forgiveness, your patience with us. Lord, we're always trying to get in the way. We're, we're in the flesh. We, we, we try to dictate how you intercede for us, when you intercede for us, by how often we pray or how, how little we pray, when really all you're asking for us is to sit down and pray and have a conversation with you, to join in fellowship with you, to trust your plan, your perfect plan. Heavenly Father, just help us stay focused on the people around us. Help us to stay vigilant and aware of those who need your word, who need your promises, who need, who need to hear the words, Jesus loves you, that you're not too far gone, that if you just repent, meaning if you just turn away from the things that enslave you, that hold you down, that bind you, to depression, worry, anxiety, marital problems, financial problems, friends and family in crisis, whatever it is that is binding you and holding you down, holding us down. For us to simply let go of all those things that we're trying to control to change our fate and simply trust you with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding. That concludes our podcast for today, our episode of A Bible Journey, Luke chapter 3. Stay tuned here to whatever platform you're listening to us on, whether you're listening to us through Apple, uh, iTunes, uh, I, iCast, iPodcast through Apple, uh, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, whatever app you're listening to. I encourage you to come back and join me again. Join us again as we join with God and journey with the Holy Spirit to transformation and revelation. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we praise God. We say hallelujah and amen to the holiest of holies. Have a blessed day, everybody. And I can't wait to, to see to experience the Word of God with you in our next podcast of Coffee at the Cross. May God bless you on your journey between now and then.